And good afternoon, GRN listeners listening across the South and Central Texas area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. We're very thankful you've decided to spend this hour joining us in getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. And of course, joining me today is my wonderful co-host, Alexandra Kubabatu, a.k.a. Alex K. Hello, friends. Good to be here with you today. And on this program, Sean and I try bring, are going to try to bring you some various and informative discussions highlighting different people and ministries and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And today we'll be speaking with Dennis Daniel, Executive Director of Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men, and he'll be talking about the upcoming 10th Annual Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men Men's Conference taking place February 19th at San Jose Catholic Church in Austin. That's right. And later on in the program, we're going to uh, be bringing on Miss Mary Thomas uh, of the San Antonio Right to Life Foundation. Uh, she'll be telling us all about their Rally for Life, uh, which will be coming up this Sunday on the 30th at Shirts City Hall. So uh, more information on that. But before we begin, uh, let's get the show started as we should do in all things, and that's in prayer. Wherever you might be, place your concerns and desires in the hands of our Lord and pray for the grace to trust and accomplish his will for you. Meditate on these words and pray along with me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned. It is in dying that we are born again to eternal life. Amen. St. Francis de Sales. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, look, Alex, you know what it's like when we've got two guests uh-huh. uh, on. It's going to be a lightning quick hour, so we don't want to delay, uh, you know, in in you know, in, in t- speaking to them, but uh, I do want to get everyone caught up on, on some things that transpired and took place yeah. over the weekend. Um, you know, first and foremost, I want to wish uh, a very happy birthday to one of our uh, San Antonio seminarians, uh, Deacon Michael Coronado. Uh, he celebrated his birthday back on Saturday, the 22nd. Uh, so thank you, uh, Deacon Michael, for your yes. Uh, and also, I want to wish a happy birthday uh, to Miss Leanne Garza of St. Mary Magdalene Catholic. The church who celebrates her birthday today. Uh, so may the Lord continue to bless you both with a year full of good health, love, and joy. 
now, we were also out in Austin over the weekend uh, covering the Texas Rally for Life. And you were out there. Uh, yes. <laughs> I saw the pictures. You and your beautiful family were yeah, out there. Yes, uh, Dave Palmer, our executive director from the North Texas uh, listening area, our GRN executive director, uh, Richard Reyna, uh, was there along with Mario Perez. Uh, we were all out there, uh, you know, broadcasting live coverage of the rally. And that, I got to tell you, that was a ton of people, mm-hmm. you, you know, I mean, sure. that, that doesn't even do it just, there is a lot of people out there, <laughs> you know, and I would say, you know, it was such a great experience and I would highly encourage everyone uh, to get out to any one of these, uh, you know, pro-life rallies. Uh, we also had the, you know, the, the March and Rally for Life right here in San Antonio downtown, uh, you know, on Main Plaza. Uh, from what I understand, you know, there was a good turnout out there. Archbishop Gustavo also spoke out there. Uh, so again, I would encourage everybody, uh, you know, to, to take part in one of these. Absolutely. And, um, while we're talking about Austin, we want to congratulate, congratulate His Excellency Bishop Joe Vasquez, Bishop of the Diocese of Austin on his 20th anniversary of his Episcopal ordination, which was yesterday. And may the Holy Spirit continue to bless and guide you, uh, Your Excellency. And St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church, uh, actually, they had a, you know, a act retreat that was originally scheduled for the 27th through the 30th of this month. Uh, that has been rescheduled for April 28th to May 1st. Uh, again, that's April 28th of May 1st. Uh, they're inviting all men of their parish, uh, to join for an extraordinary weekend of spiritual renewal and brotherhood, uh, at the Moya Retreat Center, uh, which is in Castroville, Texas. Uh, for more information on that, uh, St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church Acts Retreat, you can contact Lee Mateco uh, by emailing him at Lee, that's L-E-E dot Mateco, M-A-T-E-C-K-O at gmail.com. And if you've got any questions about, you know, any of this information, you're more than welcome to call us, you know, here at the, you know, at the studio, here at the office, um, you know, for, for any information uh, regarding any of the, the talks or interviews or anything like that. And last of all, I want to mention, um, you know, the Exodus 90 journey, um, you know, so where I think, if I'm not mistaken, today is what, the 24th, we're a week, we're mm-hmm. a full week into the Exodus 90 journey. Yeah. Uh, and of course, if you're taking part in that journey uh, here locally in San Antonio, um, there's going to be a tailgate event. Um, on February 1st at the Busted Sandal Brewing Company over there on Oaklawn Drive. For more information, contact Dan Baird. He's a parishioner uh, there at St. Matthew's Catholic Church uh, here in San Antonio. You can contact him for more information on that, on that Exodus 90 tailgate event by emailing him at sanantonioexodus90 at gmail.com. Well, that takes us uh, to just before 10 minutes uh, past the hour. That's awesome. Uh, we're going to be speaking uh, briefly to uh, Mr. Dennis Daniel. He's, uh, you know, we're going to connect with him uh, just momentarily. But before we, you know, before we uh, bring yeah. him on, Alex, I wanted to ask you, you know, what were some takeaways that you had, uh, you know, from this weekend's Rally for Life? Well, let me tell you, it was very inspiring, very inspiring to see, um, action being taken and people, you know, going up and, you know, we felt the prayers of those who could not make it as well. And um, it's, please, if you're ever, if you're homebound or ill and you can't make it to one of these, please don't feel bad. Your prayers are essential to the cause. It's like when you're in the military, you have the air traffic controllers. You can't do without them. You know, they're directing, you know, our homebound prayer warriors are directing the graces 
for all the rest of us. So wow. I really do appreciate you being, you know, being part in, in that way. Uh, but yeah, we, we had so many conversations, my husband and I, <laughs> driving yeah. to Austin and talking about the impact. So yeah, I, I really do um, appreciate the, this entire event. Yeah, I was hoping to actually uh, get a chance to see you. And I want to say, uh, you know, a hello uh, to a couple of parishes that I, I know were in, you know, uh, there may be more, but these were the ones that I uh, know, you know, from personal, you know, yes. personally seeing them out there. Uh, St. Joseph Honey Creek, yes. uh, they were represented uh, out there. Our Lady of the Atonement Catholic Church was represented out there. Uh, so a big, you know, big hello and a big thank you for uh, being visible witnesses to the beauty of, of life out there. Uh, and again, if I, I'm if I'm not recognizing you, I'm sorry. I just didn't see you out there. But yeah, there were a lot of people. I just happened There's to run into a, a, a yes. couple of folks uh-huh. out there, uh, you know, uh, from those parishes and whatnot. And also, um, you know, St. Mary's uh, Catholic Church uh, in in Fredericksburg. All right, their Knights of Columbus Council was represented out there also. Uh, so the Archdiocese of San Antonio was uh, definitely well represented uh, there at the Texas uh, Rally for Life. So thank you very much. Uh, and were, were there any other uh, takeaways? ways at all what what did the kids think tell me that oh well the kids were i mean we have a we have pro-life conversations in our home frequently so they they were really fired up about being there on the grounds you know taking a tour of the capitol seeing how these laws are made and you know getting getting a a sense of the history of texas right Mm -hmm. and how these things come to be and how we can change them right how to be proactive in that so yeah so yeah well we had some you know conversations my husband and i and we were excuse me talking about how um it's you know god how god is in control of everything he is in control of everything you know a a lot of us who who feel we had a lot of pro-life support with the administration the last administration and we thought things could we're only going to be able to be done then sure but now we're on this new administration where we thought Nothing could be done. Yeah. Right? Like there was less it seemed like a hope a hopeless situation. But in God's mercy and God's love, he is making things happen in this current administration, which we did not um expect, right? Sure. So um that's the just the hand of God just being um uh, vibrant and open and, and just showing us that, that God is in control at all times. Amen. You know, um as I was mentioning, I was hoping to see you in the family yes, there. Yes. Um, but of course, there was quite the crowd and, yes, uh-huh. you know, and you've got quite the family. I know y'all are doing your own <laughs> yeah, thing for yeah. sure. Uh, we happened to be sitting at the bottom of the, uh, you know, Capitol steps right there. Right. Um, governor, um, you know, executive director, uh, Joe Poyman of Texas, um, you know, Alliance for Life. Um, but behind us also is one of the, you know, one of the authors of the House bill. Um, I, I forgot his name, but to be just in that area and yes. understand and see how, how all this stuff, I actually wanted to look up, you know, how some of these, you know, how, how some of these bills, you know, come to fruition and whatnot. You could actually, folks, if you are interested in seeing how your state representative um, or, you know, your, your council representative, yeah. whatever the case is, uh, you could actually, you know, find out their own voting, you know, records or if they've done anything proactive, if they've done, you know, you know, any um, authoring of any legislation. I was looking at that stuff this morning, in fact, because it was just really uh, pretty, you know, pretty inspiring to, to be there at the, mm-hmm. the the footsteps of the Capitol and understand that, you know, this is where, you know, laws are made, you, you mm-hmm. know. So um, I'm looking uh, over. Uh, Dennis, are you uh, on on with us right now? Hello, Dennis, you there? Hello. 
Okay, yeah, hang on. We're going to have to call him back. So, no, that's that's not a problem at all. Again, you know, it, it tends to happen. You know, we think that, you know, with uh, technology and stuff that, you know, it, everything <laughs> should be at the, you know, at, at our fingertips. But sometimes you just got to call audibles, you, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. But uh, so, again, you know, talking about uh, some of the events that, that are coming up, um, you know, this week, we are still um, – Hopefully y'all aren't getting tired of me talking about it because I'm not going to stop talking about it. All right. <laughs> We've got the GRN car raffle going on right yes, now. Folks. Uh, actually we had, you know, quite the, uh, you know, quite the, the ticket purchases, uh, over the weekend. You know, I get these notifications and such. And man, I just love the support that y'all give and bring to the GRN and, uh, bring to, of course, the GRN in South and Central Texas. So Mario's pointing his finger at me. Are you telling me that Dennis is on? Is that right, Dennis? You betcha. How's it going today? Oh, I'm doing Are great. But, uh, I can't hear you for some reason. All right. Maybe uh, we can get Mario to, to fix the uh, audio on that. But um, can you hear me, Dennis? I can't hear you. Yes. Yes, I can hear you quite well. All right. Oh, hang on a sec. All right. Uh, can Can I hear you now? Oh, I, I hear a click. There you are, Dennis. Oh, so glad that you can join us today. I know you got a lot going on uh, with the planning of this uh, 10th annual, if I'm not mistaken, right? Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men Men's Conference. Is that right? Yes, this is the 10th annual conference coming up on February the 19th in uh, San Jose and Austin. Amen. Now, for our listeners, of course, um, now your this conference is taking place in Austin. Uh, not to be confused, uh, you know, listeners, with the men's conference uh, that's actually taking place locally a week after the fact. Okay, so this is the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men's Conference. Uh, in which case, though, you're still inviting everybody. Am I right, Dennis? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're we're uh, inviting everybody that's within earshot. We, we and and you know, it's funny because. We get vendors from all over the country. We have men from all over the country. Uh, uh, last year, we had guys from Victoria. We had guys from California. We had guys from San Antonio and Tyler and, and North Texas. So, uh, you know, Houston. So, so guys, anybody that, uh, that, uh, hears about it is, is very welcome to come. And we're actually coordinating with, uh, other dioceses across the nation as well, uh, to not only publicize our conference in their dioceses, but vice versa. So, We've got a, a big movement going on among ministry to men across the country right now. No, that sounds great. Now, for those that may be tuning in and aren't familiar with the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men uh, and the conference, could you little you know could you give us a little bit uh, of a backstory, a little bit of history of the conference and of um, you know the, this apostolate that you have in the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our fellowship has been around for about 13 years, and we were instrumental in, uh, uh, you know, years ago. You guys all remember whenever that man as you first started coming in, uh, we were instrumental in bringing that man as you to the Diocese of Austin. And it, it kind of just spun up from setting up men's groups in the parishes to holding a, an annual men's mass to holding a men's conference. Uh, and uh, now, like I, I mentioned earlier, we're engaged uh, even at the national level trying to spread ministry to men. And, you know, our whole objective is, you know, we have a vision of no man left behind, meaning we need to be reaching out for every man. Uh, and, the, and, the, and the second thing was we're, we're trying to complete the mission that Jesus gave us, which is go make disciples. Right. So our specific apostolate 
is about helping men become stronger disciples of Christ. And, uh, you know, it's 2,000 years old, and, and uh, we figure that it's, uh, that it's our turn to contribute to that. Excellent. Well, you know, th- let me ask you, okay, I see you have an amazing speaker lineup. And uh, one face oh, yeah. that, that, yes, that one really stands attention. out, right? Yes, yeah, uh, Chris Stefanik. I am a big fan. <laughs> Absolutely, tell, yeah. But absolutely, me, we've got yeah, we've got three three speakers. Chris Stefanik is is uh, clearly our headliner. Uh, we also have Kevin Cotter. Uh, for those of you who don't know Kevin Cotter, he was instrumental in in the early eight uh, early stages of of focus. Mm-hmm. He was also instrumental in Amazing Parish, and he's now working as the content uh, executive for Hallowed, which is a Catholic uh, app. Yes. Okay. And then we also have Do- Dr. Ansel Augustine out of New Orleans. He is with Vagabond Ministries, but uh, he's, uh, he's also a terrific speaker. So we're excited to have all three of these guys. And, and of course, Bishop Vasquez will be leading our Mass that morning. Um, and we're, we're, you know, we're just super excited about this. Uh, you know, it's, it's a tried and true method for, for bringing guys together in their faith. Yeah. And how can somebody register? Well, you can go to our website. It's, uh, syntexcatholic.com. Uh, tickets are on sale out at the website. And, uh, uh, we've, uh, we've got, uh, we're, we're both going to have an in-person, which is our primary, uh, target. Uh, but we're also going to have it virtually for those people who are not comfortable with uh, with coming, you know, because of Omicron or, or whatever, so they can also attend virtually. Excellent, excellent. Now tell me uh, a little bit about, you know, about your story, Dennis. You know, how and why uh, did you come to Ministry to Men? How did this all come about? You know, it, I'm, I'm glad that you asked that question. Uh, I mentioned uh, uh, That Man Is You years and years ago. Uh, you know, my life story, uh, I fell away from the church for uh, a period of time. Uh, and then as I came back to the church, I started getting involved in my, in my parish in Round Rock. I was going to St. John Vianney Parish in Round Rock at the time. And, uh, I went through a chirp, uh, weekend, uh, and then started getting involved with, uh, with the guys in my parish. And I was actually introduced to ministry to men through that man as you whenever it was brought into our parish. And as I was sitting in the class, I was looking around and recognizing that there weren't a lot of young guys there. Most of the guys that were there were in their late 40s and early 50s. And so uh, I took it on myself to, to write a book about being a dad um, with the help of reaching out to young younger men. And I recognized then that I had a call to, to go into service with men. Um, and so uh, about six or seven years ago, uh, whenever I retired, the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men asked me to become a board member, and I did that for a while. Uh, and then uh, whenever the original executive director retired, they asked me to step off the board and become the ED. And so I've been the executive director now for the fellowship. Uh, it'll be four years in July of this year. No, that's, you know, I, I really appreciate, you know, you sharing that with us. Anytime I'm talking to somebody, of course, doing apostolate work, uh, I love just hearing how the Lord calls you, you, you know, you, you feel this tug at your heart, you, you know, after uh, a certain, you know, a certain spark, so to speak, you know, comes to you, uh, and then you just have to, to move forward with it, you know, so anybody tuning out, you know, tuning in out there, um, if you've, 
if you felt that spark in any which way, attending one of these, um, you know, any attending any of these retreats or any of these, um, you know, men's groups or church groups, these ministry groups, if you feel that that prompting, you you gotta act. You know, you absolutely have to act. Uh, and you know, I wanted to ask you also. Uh, so regarding the, um, you know, the upcoming conference, uh, you can, you know, people can go to the website. That's Centex, C-E-N-T. Oh, we've got the break coming up. Uh, folks, we're going to pick up uh, where we leave off uh, right here. We're going to talk more with, um, you know, Executive Director of the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men, Dennis Daniel. Keep it tuned in right there, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey folks, Sean here. I need to tell you, the GRN Car Raffle is in full swing. Your chance to win a Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 is right now. Car Raffle tickets are only $25 each or five tickets for 100 bucks. Don't miss out. Cruise into the new year in style. To purchase your raffle tickets, call 210-579-9844 or go to grnonline.com forward slash raffle. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. All parents want their children to be happy, but ironically, it's the one thing that we actually cannot do for our kids. Every person has to make the choice to be happy by themselves. What we can do as parents is to teach them what will make them happy and give our kids the self-discipline to choose that path. So what will make our kids happy? First, gratefulness. Children need to learn to appreciate what they have. Second, generosity. Teach them to give themselves away and to live for others. Last, boundaries. Children who have guardrails in their lives know what is expected of them, and this brings security needed for happiness. Make sure to also give your child time. Time to be bored, to make their own fun, and time to make choices. And instill within them a deep foundational knowledge of their identity, knowledge of their own giftedness and vocation. For more resources in our podcast, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. The Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men are putting on their 10th annual Catholic Men's Conference, Saturday, February 19th at San Jose Catholic Church in Austin. There are three amazing speakers that will move and inspire you to reach new levels in your faith. Chris Stefanik, Dr. Anzo Augustine, and Kevin Cotter. To register for this amazing conference, visit CentexCatholic.com. That's C-E-N-T-E-X Catholic.com. And we're back, folks. This is Sean Rice, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network, South and Central Texas listening area. You're listening to In His Vineyard, your live and local program every Monday at noon. We're joined uh, uh, by phone today with uh, this Dennis Daniel, executive director of the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men. Um, and of course, before we uh, went to break, uh, you know, I was going to give out the website, uh, you know, for information on the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men, you can go to their website at Centex, that's C-E-N-T-E-X, 
Catholic.com. Uh, we're actually talking about their upcoming uh, and 10th annual um, men's conference taking place, of course, at San Jose Catholic Church uh, there in Austin, Texas. Uh, so, Dennis, um, I wanted to ask you, of course, you know, before we went to break, you know, you've got this theme um, and it's fishers of men, right? Um, can you tell yeah. me what what's the significance of, you know, th- this theme and what's the story behind it and how it uh, came to be, you know, basically your, your, your call to action? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because we're, we're all on a spiritual projection and a spiritual growth and spiritual journey. And, and years and years ago, uh, you know, my spiritual director asked me point blank. He says, what is your, your one great call of life? And I said, well, being a dad. And so that's kind of, you know, I was always a dad for my kids, but then I always recognized that, that in my work life, I was a dad to other people. I mentored other people right. and coached other people. And so it just kind of came naturally to me. Well, as I came back to the faith, I recognized that that was missing among men. And young men in particular, there were a lot of young men that, that you know, didn't have uh, good father figures at home and so forth. So I kind of continued to follow that, that trajectory uh, of reaching out to men and, and uh, ministering to men. And then with the, the, the discipleship, it, it's kind of a learning thing. You know, there's been a lot of conversation on discipleship and what it really means. And, and I, I guess to put it succinctly, you know, in business, we mentor people a lot. And we, 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 we mentor our children and so forth. Well, really, discipleship is really a mentorship program or a mentorship process between two individuals in the faith. And, uh, you know, so, so two years ago, our conference theme was the mission that Christ gave us, go make disciples. It's very straightforward. Right. That's our mission as, as disciples of Christ is to, to do that. And I was in prayer uh, at Mass about three years ago, and th- this verse was, the gospel verse for that day was Mark one seventeen, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And I, I recognized that, first thing, Jesus says, if you are going to follow me, I will make you fishers of men. So our first conference, uh, the conference three years ago, we used, go make disciples, and then last year's conference was come follow me, this year is I will make you fishers of men. Wow. And I, I, I think it's really interesting because, um, you know, you can use fishermen as a great analogy. You know, if mm-hmm. you think about it, a fisherman uses different approaches to catch different types of fish. Sure. Sometimes you fish with a net. Our conference is fishing with a net, you know. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, it's like, well, if you're crappie fishing or if you're bass fishing, you know, you got to use a different approach. You use a hook and a line, and you have different kinds of baits and different times of the day. And, uh, you know, this, this come follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. We're trying to teach men that not every approach works all the time. Uh, you know, you know, sometimes you got to be fishing with a hook and a line. It's a very personal thing. And so we want men to be able to to understand that and recognize it, that it's not just about making an altar call, or it's not just about, hey, we're going to get this big group of guys together, come join us at this particular time. Sometimes fishing for men makes it very personal, 
and you got to get into that one-on-one relationship. You got to get into that mentorship mode, uh, and that's what discipleship is all about. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I appreciate that, and thank you for bringing that up. That um, you, you mentioned, which you mentioned earlier, really speaks to the epidemic of fatherlessness, and um, and how important that is, and how the culture really entrenches itself in the formation of the young man. And um, I, I, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said about the love of the father in this entire process. Um, the, the love of the father, the, that paternity that, that comes out to men who develop their, their spiritual um, wellness, right? And, um, and how you, you can't help but want to um, live that out, right? The way you have. Right. And, um, it, it, I, I think we're all called to that. And, and then I want, you know, those who are listening, those, the men who might be considering joining here, um, you know, this is an opportunity, particularly those who maybe didn't have a father figure or they had a father figure who was less passionate about the faith than maybe their mother was or, or whatever the case. But, um, it's important to have, um, those role models that, that emulate what the father's love is really about. And, and, you know, none of us will do it perfectly, but I, I think, um, the, the conference is an opportunity for men to, to be there for one another in that sense, you know, to be each other's, each other's friends and, um, uh, maybe a father, you know, father figures and uncles and, and, and have that, that community that is so important in the formation of, um, the, the soul. So let me ask you, um, uh, okay, so you came into the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men. How was it for you personally where you made, what happened where you got that one connection? I mean, you probably attended an event, but then somebody, somebody, Reached, reached the handout to you specifically or made an invitation. How did that come about for you? Yeah, you know, it, the, the, the invitation, uh, it, it came in a series of steps. You know, um, it, it's kind of interesting that in reflection, you can see those different touch points that took place in your life. And, um, you know, I mentioned it earlier, um, you know, my spiritual director is the guy that asked me, what is the one great thing that you've done in your life? And it was being a dad. You know, that was my response. And yes. and then whenever I started getting involved in ministry to men, it took several invitations. You know, the guys at my parish, they probably asked me six or seven times to go to a retreat <laughs> before right. I ever accepted, you know. Yes. And then once I had gone to the retreat, it was important to me because I had built these relationships in that retreat weekend, I wanted to continue those relationships. So that's why I started to become a little bit more active. Whenever I joined the fellowship, um, they helped me in my mission to reach out to younger men. You know, they, uh, uh, the, the founder of the fellowship, Robert Tunmeyer, uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, I had published a book. Well, one of the, one of the directors of the fellowship, uh, he helped me get the book published, you know, and then Robert bought a large, a large uh, a buy of the books to help him get distributed around the Diocese of Austin. So they were helping me in my ministry. And so it was a very easy thing for me to do whenever they reached out to me and said, will you help us? Yes. 
you know, it was a very complimentary sort of a thing. And, and I am passionate about ministry to men. I think that, I think that men, to be perfectly honest, I think that they're, they've been underserved. I don't, re- I don't think that most people recognize the significance of men in, uh, raising the family spiritually. And, and mm-hmm. last year at our conference, uh, one of the speakers mentioned, he said, you know, St. Joseph was a man, but he had to teach Jesus Christ how to be a man, you know? Yeah. And it's right. like, whoa, you think about that, the father figure, Joseph, you know, we just finished up the year of St. Joseph, you know, Joseph taught Jesus Christ the Torah, you know? Joseph taught Jesus what he needed to do in order to become a man. And that's the role that fathers need to play. And unfortunately, in society over the last, uh, you know, four or five decades, that father image has been broken. You know, we we all know about the number of families that are being raised without uh, their their biological dad there. Uh, The father has, in many cases, stepped away from his role as being a spiritual uh, leader in the family. And, And, you know, unfortunately... You know, young men learn from men, okay? Mm-hmm. They, they learn from a man on how to be a man. It's, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus did not learn how to be a man from Mary. He loved her, but he learned to be a man from Joseph. And that's the thing. We've got this whole problem in our society now. And, and uh, you know, you guys were talking about the pro-life initiative. I'm, I'm very pro-life. I've been active as a, as a, um, a sidewalk counselor for several years. But, you know, the... Pro-life, this is a man problem. You know, if the men were doing their job morally, okay, mm-hmm. you would not have this problem. And and that's the thing. I, you can look at almost every problem in society and recognize that it's the male not doing our part. And so what we're trying to do with these fellowships, that, look, there's a bunch of very strong guys that are strong in their faith, Okay. We're trying to take those guys that are strong in their faith and say, okay, if this is not just about you and your relationship with God, it's are you willing to work with another man and help him in his relationship with God? That's what discipleship is. Yeah. Yes. You, know, you, can be a, you can be a great parishioner. You can be in the pew. You can be sacramentalized. You can know the faith. But if you're not willing to work with another person and help them on their faith journey— you're still falling short. And so that's what we're trying to do is get the guys involved, leading their families, leading their friends, you know, being willing to spend time and build relationship and be a spiritual mentor to another person. Amen. Folks, if you're just tuning in, this is In His Vineyard. I'm your host, Sean Rice. Uh, joining us uh, by phone is Executive Director for the uh, Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men, Dennis Daniel. Uh, They're putting on the annual, well, the 10th annual yes. uh, Catholic Men's Conference taking place at San Jose Catholic Church uh, there in Austin, Texas. Again, that's February 19th. To get your tickets, go to Cent or sendtextcatholic.com. That's C-E-N-T-E-X catholic.com. Um, and we've got about, you know, five or six minutes left, uh, you know, with you. Uh, you know, Dennis, I, I want to definitely ask you, you know, in, in your ministering to, to men, and I, 
I say it time and again, you know, men need men. I, I love how you, uh, you know, kind of reiterate that fact and you point to, you know, um, deficiencies in, in our society. Like you said, when men don't fulfill the role, um, bad things happen, right? Um, now, what are some of those challenges that you, you face in ministering to men? You know, I think that, I, I think that one of the things is guys don't feel like they're prepared, you know, uh, you know, they hear the term discipleship, uh, and they may not fully understand what that means. And it, it's not complicated, you know. It's being a friend, you know. And so, so you know, I kind of liken discipleship almost to a bucket brigade. You know, you have a guy that is on one end of the line that's just, all he's doing is taking a bucket of water out of the pond, and then at the other end he's dumping it on the fire. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you, it's it's handing off from one person to the next what it is that you know. So, you know, I think that part of it is preparation. Uh, how well do you are you willing to build relationships? How deep is your prayer life? Do you have a prayer life? Do you know the faith? Are you sacramental in, in the way that you conduct yourself? And then are you willing to reach out and, and walk with another person as they're as they're taking that? So. You know, guys, I, I think that they kind of need to understand it a little bit more. Um, clearly, time is an issue, okay? Mm-hmm. It's so hard to calendar. But one of the things that that if you've made a commitment to meet with another person and spend time with that other person, mm-hmm. it makes all the difference in the world. And, you know, I can share that in, in my own life, you know, uh, uh, a very good friend of mine. He asked me to be his uh, his uh, confirmation sponsor this year, and and I was blessed to to, to be willing to say yes. I'll, I'll be happy to do it. I said, but I'll do it under one condition. After your confirmation, you and I are going to continue to meet for an hour a week, Amen. and we're just going to talk. You know, yeah. and so it's 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 not complicated. It's just are you willing to spend time with another person? talking about your faith and allowing them to talk about theirs and then growing together in Christ. Right. And, and that's really what it's all about. And so, so time and am I really comfortable in doing that? And, you know, I think that with COVID, you know, we've broken, I mean, COVID is, is really hurt because it's, it's divided us. It's divided us from other people mm-hmm. and we have to regain that. And oh, by the way, what we're learning is you got to regain it one person at a time. Yes. Altar calls and throwing the broad net and so forth. That has its place, but people are uncomfortable right now. And so you've got to make it very personal. Excellent. So, you know, guys, if you're going to go out and, and buy a ticket, buy two and invite your friend to yeah. attend with you. You know, uh, it's that simple. Just take those little bitty steps one person at a time in order to, to, to continue the journey. And we just have to remember, Jesus sent his disciples out in pairs, okay? He did that for a reason, because he knew that those guys were in spiritual combat, and we all know that if you're in combat, you always have to have a foxhole buddy. Yeah, a battle buddy, that's, that's right. What, that's what this is about, you know? Yeah. So it's like, find that buddy that you've got and walk with them, and oh, by the way, be a buddy to somebody else. Amen. Well, yeah, I really do appreciate that. I know we got a couple of minutes left before break. So um, I just want to thank you again for being here with us and, and, and you know, being a, an awesome and inspiring um, 
uh, support and also a mentor to all the men. And I just have a quick question. We have a few seconds left. What would you say to somebody right now who's listening on the fence? Come. Come. You know, get involved in your prayer life. Really ask yourself the question, am I listening to what God has to say, and then am I doing something about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if you're on the fence and you're not sure about whether or not you want to come, if you're afraid of it because of COVID or whatever else, look, we're going to be all masked up. We're going to be following the parish protocols for COVID. You're going to hear three awesome speakers. You're going to get to see a thousand guys. Well, we'll maybe be 800. I think the parish is limiting us to 800. Hearing a thousand male voices in mass saying the Our Father is incredible. Amen. Thank you. Well, Dennis, thank you so much again for your tickets for the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men. Go to SentexCatholic.com. Can't wait to see you out there, Dennis. God bless you, and uh, I will be in touch, okay? Thanks, John. Appreciate it a lot. You got it. Stay tuned, folks. Join the San Antonio Right to Life Foundation on Sunday, January 30th to remember the 60 million babies lost to abortion since Roe v. Wade. This will take place from 2 to 3 p.m. at the Shirts City Hall, located at 1400 Shirts Parkway. Featured speakers include Bishop Gary Yannick, Auxiliary Bishop of San Antonio. For more information, call Mary Thomas at 210-690-9801 or 210-601-9719. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard the church criticized for defending celibacy? What about for defending marriage? Have you ever heard it accused of showing contempt for women, but also sneered at because only women go there? Have you ever heard it attacked for asceticism, but also for extravagance? How about for being dull? How about for being too garish? How about for being too worldly? or too unworldly, or insisting that people confess their sins, or showing too much mercy to sinners. Notice any contradiction among the critics? G.K. Chesterton says, here's a broad and simple test. If you hear a thing being accused of being too tall and too short, too red and too green, too bad in one way, and too bad also in the opposite way, then you may be sure that it is very good. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org So you're driving to work while listening to Catholic Drive Time. But you're not just driving any car. You're driving a midnight black 2022 GLA 250. Make 2022 your year by supporting the GRN and possibly winning a GLA 250 by going to grnonline.com and buying five tickets for $100 or $25 for one. Raffle ends February 21st and you must be 18 or older to participate. And 
welcome back, listeners. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. What a great conversation. We just wrapped up with Mr. Dennis Daniel, um, Executive Director of the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men. Uh, joining us now in studio, uh, a couple of uh, you know uh, uh, members of the San Antonio Right to Life Foundation. We've got um, the President, Miss Mary Thomas, and Treasurer, Miss Kay Delaney, joining us today. So welcome, ladies. Thank you for uh, taking uh, time out of your busy day uh, to spend it with us and uh, get everyone caught up on uh, some special things going on, especially uh, this weekend, right? Yes. That's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit, Miss Mary, about um, you know the the foundation, the San Antonio Right to Life Foundation, um, its its main mission, and what your role in that mission is for all our listeners. The main mission is education concerning abortion. It's a five hundred one c three organization. It was incorporated in nineteen seventy four after the Roe v. Wade decision. So what we do is we provide literature, speakers. Any kind of educational things that people need to know about abortion. We've had some wonderful speakers come and speak to us. Uh, every year, we always have an event close to the Roe v. Wade decision, which is January 22nd. We try to avoid the other groups which might be having an event. Right. As well as avoiding the Super Bowl. Yes. Right. <laughs> now, of course, so that event coming up, uh, as you mentioned, uh, this past weekend, having been the 22nd, you had the, the Texas, you know, yes. Rally for Life. You had the San Antonio March and Rally for Life. Um, so on the 30th, on a Sunday, right? Where's, you know, tell us all about your event coming up. Our event is going to be insurance. Uh, for years we had it at the Alamo Plaza downtown until they had a, a, a sound ordinance. You no longer can have it there. And then Milan Park. So the mayor of Schertz invited us to be there. So it's going to be starting at the municipal building in the Schertz Parkway. We're going to start at two o'clock and we will have a small ceremony first. Um, and then the bishop will give us our invocation. Then we'll walk to the main assembly area, and we have several speakers there. Yeah, I, I noticed that. In fact, uh, you know, with with this lineup, headlining it, of course, the one that stands out the most is, uh, you, you mentioned Bishop, but yes, uh, right. His Excellency uh, uh, Bishop Gary Yannick is, right. is going to be, you know, uh, you know, speaking, and get, right. you said giving the invocation. Uh, yes. Is, is that right? Okay. And both, and speaking also. Awesome. Now, Miss Kay, um, now you've been the, the treasurer now of the San Antonio Right to Life Foundation. Can you tell our listeners for how many years and what your history with the foundation has been? Well, I've been a member of San Antonio Right to Life for years. My husband was a former president of it years ago. And um, the treasurer, I, I'd say about five years, I replaced Marvin Coons, who just wasn't able to do it anymore. Um, and I've always taken part in these ceremonies, the commemoration of the Roe v. Wade decision. And this year we're delighted with uh, Bishop Yannick present because he is very devoted to the cause. And we're hoping he'll tell us a little bit about how he started in it. Yeah. But uh, he also, when we met with him to invite him to come, his great one of his concerns was the lack of, of uh, information. There's a lot of faulty information out there. And he reviewed some tapes for us, videotapes of Dr. Levitino describing all five types of abortion depending on the stage of pregnancy and he said of all the materials he's seen over the years that was the best teaching tool he'd ever seen so he might mention that and we're going to have on our handout we'll have the link 
to those videos for anybody who'd like to review them themselves. Now, for someone um, you know who's never been to to the event there in in, in shirts, um, I mean to be quite quite honest, I haven't gone to any event until just recently, and it's you know really it, it's eye opening. It, it really is very very much eye opening. Um, now I'll start with uh, Miss Mary. Uh, what was your your initial interest in, in taking up this fight? You know, what is it that got you involved with the uh, the, the pro life movement? Well, um, I'm a nurse. And I'm also a lawyer, but I'm a nurse, and I know what a project of a product of conception is. So when all of this decision came down, where we weighed and the subsequent decisions, I thought, this is not a product of conception. This is a human being. So then, I was at the time I was on active duty in the military, and I couldn't get involved in it. Sure. And then after I retired, I got involved with it. Um, I met Kay's uh, husband and some of the other people that started the organization in San Antonio. And so, and then I spent um, 20 years with Terry Herring at LA Women's yeah. Center volunteering there. So it's just been, uh, you know, part of my life for such a long time. Uh, and like the, and Kay said about the bishop, we'd like to get the word out. And I especially like to get it out to the younger set. And we're going to have students for life at our meeting, as you saw. And I'm just, just delighted that so many young people are getting involved, including you. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you so much. And, you know, I would like, you know, to take a, a few minutes to make this a little bit of an education. Right. Because we know I know we have some li listeners. We also have. Um, unfortunately, I've heard about a apparent Catholic pro-choice group. Right. Um, and uh, and I think that's that is uh, that's probably a group that stemmed from the misinformation that we're talking about here. Right. So because um, it, it's not just a Catholic issue. It's a, it's a life issue for no matter what uh, race, no matter what. Uh, religion or, or anything, right? It's a, uh, everyone is a human being, no matter what, uh, how you were born into what family, right? So, um, can you kind of uh, give us a, a basic education or understanding for those who might still be believing those falsehoods? Yes. Okay. I please. also am a nurse. I'm an OB nurse, not yes. practicing now, but I worked for an obstetrician who did not do abortions. But when you see these babies delivered and when you understand how the abortion procedure is done and people don't, especially the young people, they'll tell you something like abortion is so empowering to a woman. And I said, how does it yes. killing your own child, how is that empowering? And they really don't have answers because they don't know what an abortion is like. One time I was working with some teen girls and they were telling me about, you don't have any right to tell people what they can do with their body and all this stuff. Yes. And I said, well, then I can I assume you support abortion? And she said, of course. I said, which method do you prefer? And she looked at me with a, the blankest look I've ever seen. And she said, well, after stuttering and stammering, the one where the baby goes away. And I said, I'm an OB nurse. I'm not familiar with that method. Could you please explain it to me? And she said, well, it just disappears. I said, kind of like poof. And I said, I think you really need to learn a little bit right. about the yes. abortion procedure before you are, you know, supporting it. But that's the whole problem. These girls are not taught any of the particulars. And that's where viewing those uh, videotapes of Dr. Levitino mm -hmm. will answer all their questions. And they're not graphic or gory. They're just factual. Right. 
Yeah, that's excellent. I, I appreciate that. You know, uh, one thing that I, I've it just, you know, in prayer, um, particularly over this weekend that my husband and I have been having these conversations, um, one thing I, I've come to 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 sense and to feel um, is a compassion for the individuals who not only get abortions, but fight for the abortion industry, whether they, you know, men, women, anyone. The reason I say that is because I, I think it's a, it, it displays a, a utilitarian view of the human being. And, and a lot of times that happens to an individual, either through sin or through victimization, right, as a child growing up. You know, maybe being treated less mm-hmm. than, than human, being treated exactly. less than than you know dignified the, the, with the dignity that they should be um, living. That's why it's so important. And you know, even we see some people who get, tend to get very ugly in this industry who are poor pro abortionists. But that just you know we have to remember to pray for them because they they for some reason adopted this this utilitarian view that even maybe their own selves are not as as worthy mm-hmm. to life, right? So um, th- let me ask you, um, in, in, in the process of educating others, um, how would, in, in your view, how do you think that we can, you know, give people that maybe we approach, like those young ladies, a sense that they're valued too, that they have this value, and every human life has value. When I uh, volunteered at Allied Women's Center, um, the beautiful girls come in, I'd say, what would you like to be doing 10 years from now? And sometimes they would just look blank. I thought when I was 16, 17, I couldn't wait to <laughs> anticipate. But I, and I said, they really didn't have very much self-esteem. So mm-hmm. then, you know, we always try to make them feel how important they are. Yeah. Because yeah. they're extremely important. And then they have um, and they have so much to offer. So if they didn't have an answer, you know, I'd always ask that. That, um, that was one of my questions they asked them. But I think, like when you speak about the people that, um, you know, are for abortion, when we used to um, pick it out in front of the abortion clinic, we had one of the priests with us, Father Charles Smith, and several others. What he always did was offer the women who worked in there a job. Yeah. Said, can I get you another job? Yeah. Right. You know, you don't have to work here. Because somebody would say, I need the money. But the other thing we also have to remember is that you have to con- convert people's hearts. Yes. yes. You know, and you just have to be understanding and trying to see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and never want to be judgmental because there before the grace of God goes any one of us. Yeah. You know, we don't know what we might do. Um, so it's kind of like on a day-to-day basis. And then we all share stories. And then you get ideas from other people about how you can approach someone. You know, I wanted to ask you because... Um, of course, I'd love to, to spend more time talking about this, and the, the time just goes by so yeah, fast. <laughs> but I wanted to ask, and I want to get the information out there. for. So the San Antonio Right to Life Foundation, uh, where can people find more information on the San Antonio Right to Life Foundation, uh, and how can they give uh, to, to, to help out the cause? 
Is there a website? Is there a phone number that they can call? Um, there is a phone number, and we'll have that on some handouts. You okay. Know, if they want to call for questions or they would like to make a donation, they're, you know, it's always welcome. It's tax deductible for them. And, and then you've got a, a website page? I'm a, uh, or, no, we don't Okay, so, but on Facebook, you're on Facebook, though. We are on Facebook. That's great. Okay, yeah, good. I, yeah, her, the, on their Facebook page, they do have a number, 210-601-9719. That's me. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Great. So you've got Miss you. Mary to answer all your all questions. questions. You know, I, I love how you say though that education is it, it's it's the biggest part of it yes. because you've got people out there who really are just fed all these you know all these lies and misinformation and such. Uh, so they go on thinking this stuff, and and until um, you hear the other side, uh, can you can you get that? So I love what what y'all are doing uh, out there, and what can people expect? Of course, uh, in in going out to the um, to the rally uh, there in shirts uh, this coming Sunday. Well, we'll. We always like to think that it's going to be encouraging and uplifting. And it, we all thought we were going to be depressed last year mm-hmm. because of the election and everything. But there were so many young people there and so many positive thinking. We all felt wonderful. Yeah. I mean, people afterwards said that they really just felt great. Um, but what we'll expect is that, as I say, we gather together. We always have uh, Terry Herring will always find us some saved babies, so we'll always have some saved babies. Then we have the children. They lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Awesome. And then one of our um, pro-life leaders, Kathy Nix, is a marvelous singer. Yes, so she and the awesome. children will sing God Bless America. Amen. And, and this is all taking place uh, on the 30th. And where on at? On the 30th, at Shirts, 1400 Shirts Parkway is where we'll start. But that's where the Shirts Municipal Building is. Amen. And the mayor, he couldn't be mm. more nice. I, he's just wonderful, I, you know, welcoming us. And he said he approves our cause. I guess that helps too, you know. Yes. No, that's that's great. Well, I'm so glad y'all had the chance to come in and talk about, you know, this your wonderful organization, the San Antonio Right to Life Foundation. Um, You know, as we just mentioned moments ago, uh, you can go to their Facebook page. Uh, Their you know rally is taking place in shirts at 1400 Shirts Parkway, commemorating uh, you know the the preborn and such. So until next week, folks, let's all continue to labor with love, joy and zeal in our hearts in his vineyard god bless all of you and keep us in your prayers and you will be in ours take care we ask that you pray for all seminarians and everyone discerning a religious vocation that they may be granted god's mercy and strength to continue to pursue him Pray that their hearts be made holy to serve others in the name of our Lord. Please keep them near to your heart and in your prayers, and ask that their hearts be set ablaze with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, and God bless. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Dignity Women's Center for their support of Catholic Radio in San Antonio. Dignity Women's Center promotes the dignity of women by caring for the total person, physical, psychological, and spiritual. To learn more about their services, which includes a kid's play area and a certified massage therapist, you can call 210-593-4392 or visit them online at DignityWomenCenter.com. Thanks for your support for the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. 
Have you ever heard someone say, all religions believe basically the same thing. They only differ in their external forms, in the way they express it. G.K. Chesterton says the truth is precisely the other way around. The religions of the world do not differ greatly in rites and forms. They do differ greatly in what they teach. In most every religion, people pray, they sing, they read sacred texts, they honor their traditions, they have special feasts, they light candles and so on. But they don't teach the same things. They don't believe the same things. There's only one religion that believes that Christ is the Son of God, that he suffered and died for our sins and then he rose from the dead. Only one religion believes in one holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Celebrating the culture of life, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. This is 89.7 FM KJMA Radio, Floresville, San Antonio. Also online at grnonline.com. We don't mess with the truth. Hear it. Love it. Live it. 